welcome to the Retort Podcast. We are back with episode two. Um, how are you guys feeling this morning? Feeling pretty good. It's a fresh morning. Yep. Bright and early. I mean, yeah. Yep, I'm feeling pretty good. Just got done with, with morning lifting, got to eat some breakfast, and now got to record this episode. Yeah, it's been, Jordan has, a, has had a busy morning. I just got up 30 minutes ago, so. I am Abria Bose. I am the editor-in-chief. Uh, I am Ben Stevens, and I am the pr- production manager. And I am Jordan Alahi. I am the podcast host. And we are the retort. So, we're going to jump right into some student news for you guys. Um, the COVID task force is a, a task force, obviously, that meets every Monday at 4. Um, and I did attend one of those meetings so I could get updates about how COVID's going. So this is according to Riverstone. Positive COVID cases are cresting, but so that means like there's not any more or any less. It's just kind of planning. Um, hospitalizations have peaked and they're starting to go down, thankfully. Good. And um, it is expected that COVID's gonna have like a seasonality, like the flu does. Mm-hmm. So like w- with an average of five thousand cases a year. What do you guys think about that? I mean, kind of, kind of view like like a bit of a flu. Flu type, type of season, how sometimes in the winter it'll be like flu, flu season, and then like yeah. once it's like spring, spring gets you like go down eventually. Have you guys had COVID before? Uh, I've been around people who had COVID, and like they usually, usually say like they have like sometimes some symptoms where they like they won't be able to have taste, taste for like a day or two, then after that just kind of go back to normal. Yeah, I've been around people like that too. Neither one of you have contracted I, it? I've not personally experienced it before. I got it. This time last year, October last year, over Halloween weekend, and I was in my bed, and it was horrible. (laughs) It sucked so much. I had a headache in the back of my eyes, so I couldn't, like, look around without, like, being in pain. Really? Yeah, and the fatigue is what really got me, honestly. Um, I sat in bed for three days straight. The other news on campus, uh, this week there's a lot of groups tabling in the atrium, so if you walk by... Don't be afraid to say hi. We love it when you guys say hi to us. Um, Wednesday, they're celebrating local indigenous peoples at one in the Glacier Room. Uh, Thursday, there is a K-pop and J-pop demonstration at four and bystander intervention training at six. And I'm guessing that's going to be in the Glacier Room. And then um, Thursday as well, from nine to 11 in the sub, there's jobs in Java. So go get some coffee and talk about uh, work. (laughs) I mean, I might not, like, be in the know of everything right now, but, uh, so I might not know what, like, K-pop or J-pop is. I've heard I have no K- idea. I've I heard think, K-pop before, but I think I it really stands for Korean pop. If I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I'm going to sound really ignorant, but yeah, I, I'll just cut thing. it out if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, maybe we should go to that demonstration and maybe see what's up. look it up. Yeah, Get I mean. Educated. Yeah, cause I've, I've I've heard of K-pop and J-pop before. So what's J-pop? I think it's it's just like kind of like Japanese, Japanese Japanese version of like of American pop ish. Oh okay. Yeah, it looks like just based uh, on what I've heard. I mean, I could be completely wrong. Yeah, yeah, it looks like according to the Google search, K-pop is just short for Korean popular music. Nice. Wow. <laughs> November fifth, there's women's basketball tournament in the Altowitz gym as well. That's all we have for you for student news, but that doesn't mean that's all that's going on. So make sure you get out and ask some questions around campus. So what are you guys going to be for Halloween? I actually got myself a 
flashy cookie monster costume from what, what one does, of the local Halloween What does flashy stores. mean? I don't I'm know. It's just, it's just a really bright blue. Oh, and it's okay. like real... Cookie it monster? caught me off guard okay. for how blue it is. But right on. Cookie Monster is blue, so I really shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> what about you, Jordan? Yeah, so I'm going to be Bucks Bunny for this Halloween uh, as the track... Dragonfield team has has a team kickball event over at Lockwood, Lockwood today on Friday, October twenty, October twenty ninth. So yep, so pretty much everybody on the team got got dressed like in their Halloween costume, and I chose to be Bugs Bunny. Right on. Nice. I actually have two costumes. So my boyfriend and I are going as an alien. I'm gonna be an alien, and he's gonna be an astronaut. And then my friends and I are going as hippies. So that should be fun. Nice. Yes, everybody have a safe and COVID-free Halloween because having COVID on Halloween sucks, I know from experience. (laughs) So uh, we thought it would be fun to do a little scary story segment where each of us has brought to you today a story, a little bit spooky. So my story today is on John Wayne Gacy or the Killer Clown. Now he's pretty infamous, unfortunately, so... uh, Some of y'all might have heard of him out there, but he's known for uh, killing 33 young men and boys, and we're going to keep this pretty PG because this is a school podcast, so I'll do my best, but this John Wayne Gacy fella, he is not PG. Um, So yeah, he murdered 33 young men and boys in Cook Cook County, Illinois. Goodness. He was born March 17th, 1942. And um, he grew up with a really, like, crappy alcoholic father who would beat him and his siblings. Mr. John Wayne Gacy realized that he was attracted to men, which is totally cool. And uh, it was not cool, unfortunately, with his father, who viewed him. It was just another thing, like, his father could dig on him dig on him for. Because his father was really, not only was he, like, physically abusive, he was emotionally abusive as well. And just made uh, little John feel inferior in every way. Um, I, I, I always find that interesting when that situation comes out. Because don't well, people... Yeah, it's crazy. Don't like, people connect that to, like, the father having, like, personal issues mm-hmm. that, like, lead to that su- superiority complex? Oh, yeah, for sure. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of people with crappy fathers out there that don't become serial killers. So it's just... It's interesting. So, John worked as a fast food chain manager during the 1960s and became a self-made building contractor in the 70s. And this is actually how he would get his victims, is he would ask young men to come work for him on his, like, for his contractor business, and um, he would kill them. Mr. John was well-liked in his community, and he organized cultural gatherings and was active in political organizations as well. That's also crazy, too, like how someone can be literally murder- murdering people and be well-liked in the community. Pretty good cover-up, I guess. So Mr. Gacy was married and divorced twice, and he had two biological children of his own. And the reason he is referred to as the Killer Clown is because he was a member of the Jolly Joker Clown Club and performed as Pogo the Clown or Patches the Clown. And he is known to have said that clowns can get away with murder, which he proved himself wrong because he did not get away with it, thankfully. 
So like I said, he lured his victims with the promise of construction work. He would capture them, sexually assault them, torture them, and eventually strangled most of them with his hands or a rope. So it's pretty uh, heinous stuff there. 15-year-old Robert Pice was Gacy's last victim. He was last seen by his mother at a drugstore where he worked before heading to meet Gacy to discuss a construction job. He told his mother that he was going to John Wayne Gacy's house, and his mother uh, told the police this. And that allowed for police to get a warrant to search Gacy's house. And um, this is when they uncovered evidence of his involvement in numerous murders, 33 to be exact. So he would um, kill these poor kids and hide their bodies in the crawl space of his house, but he would blame the smell on his cats. So, kind of rude. That is insane. Yeah. A lot of his victims went unidentified and are still trying to be identified to this day due to the long-term stages of decomp. And under he lived right by a river, so under his house it was wet, it was hot, it was uh, good conditions for uh, decomposition to exceed. His trial, uh, so obviously after they found all of the evidence in his house, he was arrested, and his trial began on February 6th of 1980. Um, he had confessed to all the murders, so the arguments in court were focused on whether he was declared insane or sane, and obviously if he was uh, declared insane, he would go to uh, a insane asylum, mm -hmm. penitentiary, instead of prison. Yeah. Um, he tried to claim that the murders had been committed by an alternate personality, and this did not work. He was sentenced to 12 death sentences and went down as one of the most ruthless killers in history. He died by lethal injection on May 10th, 1994 at Stateville Correctional Center in Crest Hill, Illinois. And that is the story of killer clown John Wayne Gacy. 12 death sentences? 12 consecutive death sentences. Okay, Ben, you are up next with your story. Okay. I am ready to listen. I don't have a super long story, but this is a story that I've known for many years that I've seen on the internet before. It's a very unique story that you can find on Reddit or somewhere on the internet. I found this on Reddit, but uh, it uh, has some spooky vibes and interesting... Uh, it has, like, interesting dialect. <laughs> right on. We'll put it that way. Okay. I'll just start right reading in. it. I'll jump right into it. Like I said, it's not going to be super long, but it will be very interesting. The story starts as, Man and girl go out to drive under moonlight. They stop at, on, at a side of road. He turned to his girl and say, Baby, I love you very much. And the girl says, what is it, honey? I already know where this is going. <laughs> and the guy goes, our car is broken down. I think the engine is broken. I'll walk and get some more fuel. Logical conclusion, right? I mean, your yeah. car is broken. You probably need more fuel. Broken car. <laughs> Just pour some gasoline on it. <laughs> I mean, that might be the case for some people, but so far it's an interesting direction. 
I would not sit there alone if my boyfriend tried to leave me. Well, just saying. You'll find out what happens. <laughs> the girl responds, okay, I'll stay here and look after our stereo. There have been news reports of stereos being stolen. Of course. The guy responds, good idea. Good <laughs> idea, babe. <laughs> that is perfect. Like, You're I was so concerned smart. about the radio, too. <laughs> <laughs> Not the fact that we're out here alone in the dark. Yeah, exactly. I'm leave like, you. There's nothing wrong with this. Like the fact that our car is broken, it's no concern. No the concern. radio is what we're worried about. Yes, indeed. How yep. are we gonna get home? Don't care. Yeah. Okay. Make sure we have our radio. That's all yeah. that matters. We have the radio. Yep. They, we have their priorities. We yes. need to be able to listen to music and news. I mean, yeah. They need to be able to listen to the Retort podcast. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you need something to do that. Anyways, he says, good idea. Keep the doors locked no matter what. No matter what. I love you, sweaty. Sweaty? I'm reading this word for word. <laughs> it says, are you sure? They probably meant sweetie. Spelled S-W-E-A-T-Y. Okay, I thought you were dumb for a second there. <laughs> no. I should have never doubted you. <laughs> I've, like, analyzed this Oh, gotcha, years. gotcha. Might be a little exaggerated, but. So the guy left to get full for the car. Again, I'm reading this as it's written. <laughs> <laughs> After two hours, the girls say, where is my baby? He was supposed to be back by now. Then the girl here, spelled H-E-R-E, a scratching sound and a voice say, let me in, in all caps. The girl doesn't do it. And then, after a while, she goes to sleep. The next morning, she wakes up, implying like she slept, you know, undisturbed. She, like, yeah. I mean, after hearing that, she just said, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> this is perfect sleeping conditions. She's like, I, I just got to sleep she's right like, now. Good night. It's nighttime. Good night. Like, she wakes up refreshed. She's like, ah. <laughs> yeah. I hope the demon good, outside slept that was great. A good sleep, yeah. <laughs> no worries about the guy saying, let me in. <laughs> The next morning, she wakes up and finds her boyfriend still not there. Where's He's supposed boyfriend? to get full for the car. <laughs> Probably fuel. That's definitely what they meant. <laughs> she gets out to check because her boyfriend's not there. She's like, where is he? She gets out to check and man door hand hook car door. That's the story. Well, <laughs> it's kind of uh, the a way whole I trip of experiences. Yeah, like. no, it's definitely. Uh, so the way I've heard that story told is that the boyfriend gets out, you know, and the girl sits in the car, and she just hears something on the top of the car, like dripping. Oh, oh, okay. And then in the morning, dripping. she gets up and she looks, and her boyfriend's hanging from the tree. Oh, and seriously? Like it's, it's his blood dripping on the. Oh my god. But I have heard the hook That's hand interesting. before too. Yeah. It's like an urban <laughs> legend. Yeah, it's kind of a familiar story, but I, I don't really know any background about it. I just it just is really hilarious how like this clearly like non English speaker Or like, maybe it was written by like a ten year old or something. That too. Like it's just I could see my brother trying to really write something entertaining. like entertaining. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Alrighty. Jordan. Tell us about your story. All right, so the story that I cho chose is the is America's most violent violent prison riot in American history. 
and the place takes place at Santa Fe State Penitentiary, located in an hour north of Albuquerque, New Mexico, as, as it is considered to be one of the most haunted places in New Mexico. Have you ever been there? Before the riot took place, there has been two two riots that occurred, the first one occurring in July 1922 and the second occurring in 1953. Uh, so riots occurred because because of the prison conditions, which included over overcrowding and in addition to having the cancellation of recreational and uh, re rehabilitation programs, in which case moving the facility did not change the aggression of it. Mm -hmm. So so once it came up to 1970s, the prison was extremely overcrowded, way beyond its capacity. In which in which case the prison prison under staff were 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 completely were completely poorly paid and and did not have sufficient training. So which that pretty much like made it much much worse as well. And to make it even more worse, the the prison had had lack of discipline, lousy food and lack of services. Well, so that's so just like that's just like ingredients for for chaos right yeah, there. Seriously. No health and rehabilitation, no food, overcrowding. Have you ever sat in an overcrowded room? Oh yeah. It is the worst. Like this room right here, if there was like maybe six people in here, I'd get anxious. Yeah. So on February first first that night, uh, of course in the in the prison dormitory, a group of inmates decided to get get drunk by drinking some potent homemade brew created from fur fermented raisins and yeast that were smuggled from their prison's kitchen. And by 10.30, there was a report from the, from the then Attorney, Attorney General Jeff Bingham that would later report that the prisoners were, were drunk and angry about these prison conditions as they've been, been talking about it for, for these, these past couple of years as well. Yeast and raisins. Yep. How, uh, how gross, that's probably pretty gross. It's probably pretty nasty. But I mean, when you're desperate, you do what you got to do. Yeah, I respect it. Oh yeah, and this in this prison, prison had a capacity of nine hundred. But this night, this prison had inmates of one thousand one hundred fifty-seven men. Holy crap! Whole overcrowding that just made it completely way worse. Uh huh, for sure. And in which case, in the early early morning of February second, as the prison prison guards were going around doing their rounds, making sure the prison's all set. In which case, this caused caused the prison inmates to take hostage of their prison prison guards and take them to the take them to the control center within the first five minutes five minutes of this occurring they had broken into their prison control center and soon 22 minutes later the prison they may have the complete control of the over the inst prison institution as well that's crazy it, within 22 minutes yep that's just makes you like question the the whole prison like yeah. in general like this is what happens when prisons don't get funded funding they need you know Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, and and of course, of course, all that all these prisons go insane, go complete full anarchist mode, mm -hmm. and they're drunk too. Mm. Oh yeah, which making drunk makes it completely way worse. Yeah, yeah. especially with a potent home brew. Yeah, who knows what's in that home brew besides the raisins and yeast? Classic, probably toilet water. Classic toilet wine. Yeah, <laughs> that's yep. what I've heard. <laughs> and of course, the the inmates inmates start smashing toilets, smashing sinks, radiators. Setting furnishings on fire, burning files, as well as, as well as basically creating a bunch of homemade weapons that's going on with, with whatever they can find, find in that prison, prison as well. In addition, start start raiding the administration offices and and start going through like the official records, start burning all that. Then of oh, course, yeah. 
as soon as you get done with that, start raiding, raiding the prison pharmacies, which is full of bunch of drugs. As, mm-hmm. as who knows what's what's in there, and they could be getting, getting be doing a bunch of random things. To who who could imagine? Oh yeah, painkillers. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it is it is the twenties, right? So maybe there was like cocaine in there or something. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And on top and on top of that, in the in the gymnasium, gymnasium is where they start setting fires and. If, in the gymnasium, gym sense stuff, gym floor was made out of wood. It got, it got so hot that it started melting, melting some of the beams that are inside the prison as well. Oh my goodness! So, so with that, of course, the the inmates who set up, set up the, set up the riot, riot. They they start doing, start creating these death squads where they start going, going towards inmates who, who basically snitched on them as well. Uh-huh. And then not only that, but also targeting child molesters and other inmates who were Good. put in put in prison, prison in protective custody, house mm-hmm. protective custody as well. So basically, so at the end results, at the end results, 12, 12 prison guards were taken as hostage. At 12 prison guards were taken as hostage. 33 inmates were killed by other other prisoners and and 200 inmates had suffered, suffered injuries as well. But surprisingly, out of the 12, 12 prison guards, none of them have been killed. But yet some of them, but yet someone of the twelve prison guards, they suffered severe injuries that is beyond recognizable. Oh man! Oh man! And that, and as soon as that riot occurred, the penitentiary was closed down for good. And and soon once once that's over, of course, haunting started started happening as well. And today, part of that prison is used used as movie props and and make some movies as well. And incredibly, the remake of the Younger Star was was recorded was reportedly recorded on that over at that prison as well. That's weird. Isn't the Longest Yard supposed to be like an inspirational, happy movie? Yeah, with I've Adam's, never seen it. Yeah, just like the newly remade version with Adam Sandler, Terry Crews. Oh, yeah, never seen it. Oh yeah, it's pretty Me funny. Neither. Is it a football movie? Yeah. Oh, okay, that yeah, explains why I haven't seen it. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> And most notab- notably, it is reported that there's a, a phenomenon of a human-shaped shadow that's going on that we really walk around the prison as well. That's why unexplained noises, cell doors being slammed, and of course there's been like a bunch of hatchet marks that's, that still remain on that prison as well ever since the, ever since the riot has happened. And most, most notably, it has been featured in, the, in 2012's Travel Channel's Death Files and My Ghost Stories. Sounds like perfect place for ghost hunting. Have you ever seen Ghost Adventures with I Zach Bagans? I oh. can't say that I have, honestly. You're missing out, my guy. Yeah, I used to watch that a lot. That shows an experience. Me and my brothers used to watch it and scare ourselves. Oh, yeah. But. Nice. Do you guys believe in ghosts? Oh, yeah. You do? Yep. What about you, man? I think it's a fun idea, but... As far as like those experiences, and I haven't experienced any, so I can't really say that I do. Have you experienced any? Oh yeah, like a bunch of times when I was back home. Back really? Oh yeah, like what was most notably, I would say, I guess I would probably say I was in middle school and I was like sleeping in my room, just like like late at night, early in the morning. When I was like dead asleep, then I suddenly heard somebody somebody say say like my full complete name like in my ear, like it literally sounded like somebody was like studying. Sound like two feet apart. That's terrifying. I would probably oh pee my pants and run away. Um, can't say I've experienced any ghost stories, but my uncle died when I was two, my dad's brother. 
and my dad's mom was sitting out on the porch one day and she was smoking her cigarette and she said um his name was eric she said eric if you're out there give me a sign and her cigarette went out the second she said that interesting yeah isn't that cool that is pretty interesting yeah so that is all that uh we have for you today i hope you guys have a safe halloween this is going to come out on november 1st so uh halloween will be over so i can't wait to get back and talk about our halloweens thanks for listening if you made it this far um you can follow us on spotify apple Podcasts, and facebook at the retort and thank you for listening yes indeed thank you have a good week jackets we'll see you next week